Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back for your auto protect you and the and the clinches team. We're out here to navigate you, help you navigate through that minefield called car dealerships. You know, we, we've been calling it a minefield for 15 or 20 years. I don't know what you call it today. Call it a, a double minefield or something like that. But it's it's hazardous out there to buy a new or used car. Matter of fact, it's a seller's market. And uh, I've been a car dealer for over 50 years, believe it or not. And I've never seen uh, a more negative market for you, the consumer. Uh, the deck is stacked against you. It's, and it isn't like you can go to a different city or state or country. It's a worldwide, never seen this before, a worldwide uh, car shortage and a lot of other shortages too, but we're talking about cars on this show. And you literally are paying thousands of dollars over what you would have paid a year ago for the same car, new car, used car. Uh, I, I believe that the new car prices are starting to stabilize. We've seen that in this market, <clears throat> I know in some markets they haven't, but in general I believe the new car uh, prices have peaked and they're coming down a little bit. The used car prices are continuing uh, to spike. And we have a caller, uh, happens to be a friend, and a former radio uh, uh, host on this uh, station or the studio was in the same station. Uh, Barry O'Brien will be calling in around 9.30 uh, to relate a real-life experience that he had uh, with an off-lease car. So uh, I, I want you to hear it from the horse's mouth because a real-life experience to tell you uh, what has happened to the uh, cost to you to buy a new or used car. And, of course, on this show, for a long time, we've been saying don't buy a car. Now, don't buy a used car. Don't buy a new car. It isn't a good time to buy. And uh, a lot of people say, I can't believe he's saying that. He's a car dealer. Well, yes, uh, uh, we do have a car dealership, and, and we, uh, but we also have a conscience, and we believe in telling the truth. And uh, wait a while. If you have to buy a car, then you can listen to the show, and we'll tell you the uh, the best of the worst. We'll tell you the best way to buy a car in a terrible, terrible seller's market. Um, I think we'll I think we'll see a buyer's market again. Might be a year before it's a buyer's market, but it'll come. It's everything goes in cycles. For you folks that watch the stock market uh, and been watching it for a long time, it's true. It goes up. It goes down. It sometimes seems like it's never going to go down again, and then it seems like it's never going to go up again. But everything, including the price of cars, goes in cycles. So if you can wait the cycle to out, everything, there is a season. Hmm? There is a season. Yeah, 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 exactly. So uh, 
We, we're not going to talk just about selling and buying. We're going to talk about repairing, maintaining. We've got Rick Kearney in the studio sitting to my right, a certified diagnostic master technician. Uh, we have uh, entertainment that is uh, combined with uh, education, and it's our famous. I say that with, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not being... Uh, I'm not being braggadocio, it's true. We are famous for our mystery shopping report because nobody else does this. We name names, we name dealerships, we go in, we pretend to buy or lease a car, and we tell you exactly what happened. If the dealer broke the law, we tell you. If the dealer lied, we tell you. Uh, we tell you who it is, where it is. This is kind of unheard of on live talk radio because I'm open to huge libel slander suits uh, if, I tell, if I don't tell the truth. But I learned a long time ago when we started this show, I was nervous. So it was the radio station. In fact, I got fired one time because the car dealers ran me off the station and uh, wouldn't advertise boycotted the station. And then about a year later, the station changed hands. And then the new owners came and said, hey, you know, we believe what you say. We believe in you. And uh, they gave me another chance. And here we are. And I say we, I, I'm talking largely about Nancy Stewart, my co-host. Nancy is uh, a female advocate person. You uh, folks who listen all the time uh, know what I'm talking about. She's built our female audience up to uh, about 50-50. And then, of course, my son, uh, who is also the general manager of our Toyota dealership. We're a family-owned Toyota dealership. Uh, family-owned mom-and-pop stores is what they call us. We're, we're dying out rapidly. Uh, the Auto Nations and the Sonics and the Penske's, the huge auto groups, are buying up everything. And during this pandemic situation, where it's a seller's market, huge number of car dealers like me are selling out to the, the big guys. Auto Nation is scooping up stores, and, and uh, a Penske Auto Group is scooping up stores. They're paying crazy money uh, for dealerships. Why? Because the dealerships today are making crazy money. Uh, I have to tell you, I, I, I'm embarrassed to tell you, but this will be the best profit year we've ever had uh, in our Toyota dealership, the best. And so I say it unashamedly, uh, and uh, it's an even better profit year for everybody else. Car dealers are all, I would say, almost without exception, having record profit. And the manufacturers having record profits, and it's all at your expense. So, um, if you're one of these people that are going to buy a car just because you want to, and you can afford to do it, listen to the show. We'll tell you how to save a few bucks. If you have to have a car, it's even more important that you listen carefully, because if you have to have a car, you have to have a car. I mean, there are a lot of places in this country and around the world uh, where you don't have the mass transit, you don't have the ability to be able to get to work or to the drugstore or to the school or to the hospital or wherever you have to go unless you have a car. So if you have to buy one, listen carefully. Uh, let me uh, introduce my co-host, Nancy Stewart. She's sitting next to me here. And uh, I want before we get into the show too much, I want you to hear about her incredible offer to... You females out there, you ladies who've never called the show, first-time female callers, we have got a show. And there's no strings attached. This is unconditional. You're going to hear an offer that sounds like it's too good to be true. My father always said there's no such thing as a free lunch. Folks, this is a free lunch, a free it's offer. It's a nice um, free man, lunch. A bigger it's a really nice lunch. Yeah, exactly. Nancy? Well, good morning, everyone, and uh, welcome. I do indeed have an offer. And it's a, a fabulous offer is $50 for the first two new female callers. 
Ladies, uh, give me a call. Give all of us a call. We can answer your questions. But most of all, we'd love to hear from you and your car purchasing experience, your servicing experience. Uh, Did you go into the dealership, turn around, and leave? Share it with us. Or just call and say hello. That way you can win yourself $50. $50 for the first two new lady callers. We have a fabulous show ahead of us, and we hope that you will be able to stay with us for the next two hours. That telephone number is 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. And as Earl said, we do have our panel with us this morning. We wouldn't be able to do it without them. We've got the spy master general. We've got the certified technician. We have the famous vice president of digital operations, Jonathan. Without him, well, (laughs) you wouldn't hear much. So, 877-960-9960, 772-497-6530. Give us a call, text us, and don't forget, www.youranonymousfeedback.com. We'd love for you to share everything with us, everything. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Yeah, before I introduce uh, Stu Stewart, the uh, spy master general for the Mystery Shopping Report, let me ask you folks out there, uh, and say you're, you're calling to show us what it's all about, 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960, or text us at 772-497-6530. I'd like to hear what you've been quoted on a newer used car. You know, we're, we're kind of tracking this. It helps us uh, tell you about the trend. And if you try to buy a used car or a new car, and you either did or didn't, I'd like to hear the, the prices that you're being quoted out there. We've heard outrageous prices on markups on new cars, uh, $40,000 and higher over sticker price. And uh, the price that you paid on a used car today is almost 50%, 40 to 50% more than you would have paid a year ago. So thousands of dollars uh, increase in prices. Let's hear uh, where you shop and what the price was. Uh, a mystery shopping report will be one example, but we'd like to hear from you. Uh, Stu, uh, what's going on in the mystery shopping world? Well, it's kind of like we're on a new mission. <clears throat> Sometimes it can get tedious if we're on the same topic for a while, and we've done that before, you know, with the Kata airbags and now with the inventory crisis. But we have discovered that there are some dealers out there that are selling uh, for MSRP. And uh, so that's kind of the mission we're on right now is uncovering those for you. Because right now there's a lot of dealers that are st- still believe that they can get thousands and thousands of dollars over MSRP. And uh, they can. The fact is that they can. But we have uncovered a handful of dealers that are doing it for just MSRP, albeit with some extra fees um, tacked on at the end. But it's a whole lot better than forty thousand dollars over sticker yeah. price. So I'd be within two, three hundred dollars uh, if you're lucky, uh, yeah. or four or five hundred dollars. Uh, and I'd say yeah, five hundred to a thousand over MSRP is probably your best bet in yeah. reality. If it's, un- <laughs> if it's under a thousand, it's probably going to be about the best deal. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So that's what we're doing right now. So. Um, I try to make them as entertaining as possible. So even though we're on the same subject, um, each one is brand new in its own way. And um, and I also, I always try to make Earl laugh, and I always always hide linguistic Easter eggs in there to see if he catches them. So that's just a little bit of interesting trivia 
about the mystery shopping report. <laughs> okay. All right, so do you want to kick it off some text? Because we have Anne yeah, Marie's. Yeah, let's do, yeah. let's do a text. I, excuse me, everyone. Yeah. We're going to go straight to the phones where Howard's been holding since before we went on the air. And I want to thank you. Merry Christmas, Howard, and welcome. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and, and all. I hope you're uh, all fine, and I know you are. And I spoke to Earl, and he's, uh, he's great. Uh, Earl, let me ask you this question. You've been driving a Tesla, and uh, I want to know... That next year, you told me that uh, the, uh, Toyota is coming out with a uh, a car like the Tesla. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, all electric. Goes. Stu's got the specifics on that, the date, mm-hmm. and it's, it's coming. The, it's called the BZ4X, and it's going to be um, released in March. A very limited release. Uh, it's going to be probably each dealer will get one in this year in total. And God help exactly. the first first buyer, right. because people are going to pay unbelievable sums for that car and they right. did the same thing with the super so if you want to buy one of these things wait a few months uh unless you want to pay way yeah. over sticker or, or get on a list because it's going to take you three years to get one anyway so. uh, yes <laughs> I, I was thinking about eighty thousand dollars no it's not going to be anywhere in there i believe it's going to be in that forty five thousand oh, dollar price okay. range I'm msrp I'm msrp yeah yeah the markup might be forty thousand on top of yeah, that who knows yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, I have a question um, for Rick. Uh, Rick, a friend of mine lives in Deerfield Beach, and uh, he left his, uh, I think he had a, uh, some kind of a Plymouth or something. Uh, oh, he had a Chevy Bolt. Oh, that's what he had. Yeah. A uh, 2002 Chevy Bolt. He left it for two years in Deerfield Beach, four miles from the beach. When he came back, the car started, but guess what happened to it? Can you guess what happens to a car when it starts, two years old, what the problem was? It exploded. I would say there was enough corrosion in that engine from being near the salt water that it probably locked up after a short time, or the brakes were locked up from being salt corroded. Actually, what happened was the gas line rusted out and it was shooting out ah. gas. Yep, that, that too. That's dangerous. Gas? How could a gas line run that, rust out? Uh, it sounds to me like Chevy didn't properly coat those ga- those fuel lines, didn't protect them properly. Because even salt corrosion from being near the beach, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, he called me up. He said, my, my gas line is leaking. And, you know, and the, I have to put in a complete new gas line for him. Wow. And, uh, what is it made? Is it copper? No, they're they're steel lines, but they're generally uh, coated with something, you know, with a with a anodized or something. anodized or with a, a corrosion protectant. I have actually never seen a gas line or even a brake line rust out in anything less than like twenty or thirty years. That's crazy. And I, I've seen a lot of cars that literally live right at the ocean. I mean, you can see where one side of the car faces the ocean all the time because the brake rotors and everything's all rusted on that side, and the other side is relatively clear. But I wonder if there's I've any never seen electrical effect. I don't know. Do that. I mean, because you know, electricity you can ele- you can create corrosion with right the, electrolysis. Maybe there's some that. sort of phenomena happening there with the uh, electrical fields. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. I don't know. Or what what might also be possible if you've ever noticed when we have our king tides. Uh, some parking lots and roads, 
literally yeah. go underwater with salt water. Yeah. And so if that car was sitting in a spot where that salt water was literally coming right up onto the vehicle, then that's a possibility too. If it got soaked in salt water and then the water went down away from it, that could possibly accelerate that corrosion. So you've never seen that before? Not in a gas line. Nope, not in a fuel line. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. fuel line. I should say fuel line. Okay. That that's frightening. I I mean, how old is the car? He said he'd it sat uh, for two years. Two thousand seven Chevy Bolt. Okay, so it's pretty old. I was going to say that could be a bring it to the attention of the manufacturer. <laughs> Forget about that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, well, one other comment. I heard that um, the Tesla can idle for eighteen hours before it runs out of electricity. Is that true? I'm not sure, but I'm never quite sure if I'm ever uh, if my car is always idling or not. <laughs> so I just get out and I just trust that it, that it turns off somehow. I've actually walked back out and heard the radio playing through the car, and I wasn't sure if it was the key that activated the radio or not. So I just go back inside and ignore it. Mm. I haven't drained the battery yet. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys for all the information. I appreciate Thank you, Howard. It. Thank you, Howard. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you all. You too. And you. Merry well, Christmas, Howard. Let me piggyback and, on Howard's uh, question. And a happy new year. We have another. Okay. Uh, we're we're going to go to our first-time caller, Jenny from Jupiter. Welcome to the show, Jenny. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. How about everybody there? Fantastic. We're so happy to hear from you. What can we do for you this morning? Well, I have... I've been here for about 46 years, from originally from Pennsylvania. And I bought my first car in 78, I think it was. I had that only for two years, and I sold it and got uh, another car. And I had that for 21 years. Hmm. Then I, it finally wanted to cop out on me, and I got another car. I got a, um, 22 years I had that one. Wow. And... I know I did it because I I towed a lot of water and stuff like that. When I go to the store, I buy like 10 cases. And the transmission finally went out on me. So I had to go out. I needed a car. I can't just sit idle with no car. So I went out and went searching around and had a very difficult time with the prices and all. But I finally went to um, a car dealer and I found a car. And it was marked, it was a 2018 uh, Chevy Equinox. Mm-hmm. And it was marked 27-something and reduced down to 24. And I wasn't crazy about it, but it was probably the best buy that I could possibly see there. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit too small for me. But anyhow, I went in and I offered them 22. No more, nothing. And the car wouldn't start, so I wanted a new battery in it. Hmm. And I wanted a regular tire frame for a spare. I don't like uh, the donut. Right. Well, they gave me a hard time, you know, no, 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 can't do that. We'll give you the best uh, deal for what we can uh, sell it for. And I said, look, I'm going to explain something to you. I'm 78 years old. I'm not looking to invest in a future in a car. You know, I just need something, and I don't drive that much, but I do want it dependable. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, um, the, ma- 
the salesperson sends the manager in and, and tells me, you know, well, we can't do that. And I said, look, I told the salesperson, which was a very nice guy, I told him 22 out the door or nothing. And he said, well, I can't do that. And I said, well, I'm going to tell you goodbye. I told him I would leave, and, and evidently he did, you didn't believe it. So I left. Uh-huh. And they called me back, the, like the, I think it was the next day or that night. And the, the salesperson, he goes, why did you leave? And I said, what did I tell you? <laughs> 22, and that's it, or I'm walking. I said, you need me, I don't need you. But I did need a car. But I couldn't find any other car. I was coming to your place because my daughter-in-law bought a car from there. But uh, from what I was hearing, you didn't have any used cars. I can't afford a, a, a new car. Mm-hmm. Well, Jenny, so, uh, I just want to—I want to let you know that uh, while we're all proud of you here, that you were in complete control, and uh, I'm guessing you have children that are grown. I have—I have three grown children and okay. nine grandchildren and and four great grandchildren. Okay. The reason I made a statement like that is because it sounds like as if that you use some uh, discipline, and it sounds like as if that uh, you have definitely used discipline for quite a long time. So you treated these people, I'll call them these people, uh, like children, and you were in full control because you left and you didn't show them your hand. Congratulations. I'll turn the mic over to... uh, well, just uh, I, I echo what Nancy said. Uh, you are you have the perfect uh, mindset and, and and the courage. You're not intimidated at all, and you stick to your guns. And we've we've said on this show many times. If you haven't listened, or maybe you've listened, you haven't called before. But uh, one of the hardest things to do is to say no to anybody, and especially uh, an aggressive car salesperson. And then when you say you're not going to buy the car and you turn around and walk out the door, you did the ultimate. I always say uh, they'll, 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 when you turn around and walk out the door, they'll come out and get you. And in your case, you actually walked out the door, got in your car, and drove away. I mean, you played, you played your hand all the way, and sure enough, they called. And uh, you won, and they lost, and you are a good negotiator. I wouldn't want to be in a poker game with you. <laughs> I don't know about playing poker, that would be any good. But I, when I first bought my my Cadillac from Miami, the the, the other the second car I bought, mm-hmm. I also did the same thing. When you walked in the door, they wanted a hundred dollars <laughs> in order to talk to you and and show you their line of cars. Oh my! So Mama I mia! Them, yeah, I gave it to them. You know, because I figured if I buy it. They're going to give it back to me or, or whatever. They're not going to tell me I'm going to put credit in there. No, you're going to put it back in my hand. Then I'm going to take care of my business. Hmm. But anyhow, I turn around and the salesperson, I turn around and offered them $18,000 for this Eldorado 864 engine. Mm-hmm. And they laughed at me because there was no cars out. There was, you could find no cars in 1981. And it was that 864 engine. And I said to him, I, I wanted a triple black. Mm-hmm. So I told the salesperson I, want, I, I would pay 18000 out the door. Done. And he said, uh, there's no way they're going to give you that car for 18000 And he said, I can't do it. And I said, okay, give me my $100 back and I'm leaving. <laughs> so he said, 
oh, I can't do that. You know, I got to bring the manager in first. And I said, look, I don't have time to spend here and you're getting paid to be here. I'm not. <laughs> so he turns around, and brings the manager in. The manager starts trying to guff with me. And I said, look, I'll either call 911 or you'll give me my $100 back because you, you don't want to take my offer for the car. So don't sit here and try to talk to me and you're not going to change my mind. <laughs> hey, Jenny, did you say we can do this the easy way or the hard way? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I just said 911. Well, the 911 worked. Our way. <laughs> but they gave it to me. Exactly. They gave me that car. He said, and then the manager offered me a job, and I said, why would I work for you? I didn't make any money. <laughs> they want you on their side. They don't want you on our side. So, yeah. <laughs> Can you, Would you mind mentioning the name of the dealer if you don't, if you don't want to, I understand. Which one? The, the, ca- the, ca- the Cadillac dealer. I've never heard of any charging a customer uh, $100. Was, uh, what the heck was his name? Brayman. Brayman. Uh, Brayman Cadillac. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he was one yeah. of the earliest Cadillac dealers down there. He was also one of the early Toyota dealers down there. And uh, that is amazing. I love that story. And uh, you know, we, we might even contact you after the show to do a mystery shop for us. We, we'd love to send. Yeah, we'd love know, to. When we, when we really have a tough nut of a dealer, we'll send in Jenny. Ka-ching, ka-ching. More than just $50. See, I, used, I, used, I used the story both times, which was very true, that I was a single woman, and I spend my money. I don't let anybody else spend my money. Good for you. Well, you're, you're, you're delightful. Thank you for calling so much. And, uh, you need Nancy's you put a smile on my face. Nancy's hey, going to uh, get 50 bucks to I, you. I love your show. I just told my daughter-in-law because she bought her car from you guys, but she got a little scratch on it, and the the the, the dealer, when he, they brought it into Toyota, she, she brought it back to your place, they wanted an arm and a leg, and it's only a scratch mm-hmm. to, to t- touch it up. Unbelievable. So, Unbelievable. I said to her, call, call, this, call this number, I said, because Nancy and, and Al Stewart get on the phone, and I said, they will tell you whether you're being used or you're not. I said, don't do it, you know. It's yeah. only a, a little scratch. Yes, it could turn into something more, but the fact remains is, don't go to the first call where they say, "Oh, it's got to be this uh, this couple hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or whatever." It's right. crazy. Yes, absolutely. You need to take your show on the road, Jenny. Hey, Jenny, thank you so much <laughs> for calling, and most of all, thank you pleasure. for spreading the word about the platform and your contact that information. I'm trying to build here, and please, your contact information, send it to my email. Nancy S at estoyota.com and have I don't know if I can I, I know how to do the email thing oh really okay well if you can maybe send me a text message you can send it to my phone number which the world okay, has hold on. I'll do you that way what and is that 561 mm-hmm. 386-6498 say, say that again 561 386 6498. Mm-hmm. And I'll get that I'll get that check out to you. Yeah. Uh, repeat it. Uh, 561-386-6498. Correct. And I'll get that check out to you on Monday. And uh I too am from Pennsylvania. So uh Are you what part? Pardon me? Pittsburgh. What part of Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. 
I was from uh, Chester, Pennsylvania, right outside of Philadelphia. You watching a Titan game tomorrow? <laughs> no. Nah. Okay, that's another show. Have a wonderful weekend. Merry Christmas. Thank and you thank very you much you for guys. calling. Happy holidays and please be safe and thank you for being such honest people. Thank you. 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And you know, folks, I mention every single week about how we have grown here at Earl Stewart on Cars. And guess what? Since 2018, since 2018, since we began posting, uh, I'm sorry, began posting our podcast, we have people watching and listening to our show all over the country, all over the world, beyond Bali. So uh, you can take a a look at all those statistics at Earl on Cars. Take advantage of that. Rick? Well, you know, two days ago, the 16th, marked seven years since we came back on the air. Seven years since you brought me on board for the show Well, time flies. Lucky seven. (laughs) <laughs> I think Stu, Stu's in Vegas yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stu just left for Vegas Okay Earl, what do you have? We got YouTube uh, over here on Rick's uh, We do uh, yes. Kyle Sorry, in Pennsylvania <laughs> <Good. laughs> He says, uh, good morning With your seven day return policy What do you have to do with the car If someone returns it? Do you put it in used cars Or can you still sell it as new? Oh, it depends on the car. We have a you know, previ- their, their title laws. Uh, previously sold. It's got to be indicated it was previously sold. <laughs> it sold with a new title, um, but it was indicated on the buyer's order that it had been. Are you talking about our seven-day unconditional money-back guarantee? When we resell the car. Yeah, the the new car, uh, a new car can generally be uh, you know, retitled. Resold as a new car. Yeah. It's and, not titled. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, hang on. I'll just say, yeah. if you buy a new car and you return yeah. it, we haven't titled it at that point. Yeah. But when we, re- if we resell it, we have to announce that it had been previously yeah. delivered. Any car that you buy that has been delivered to a previous owner, and a lot of car dealers do this, uh, and people will just, they'll give them the car to try out for two or three days. And the law says that you have to uh, indicate in writing this yeah. car was previously previously driven on the streets of Florida, but it hasn't been titled. It's still a used car in my in my estimation, but it hasn't been driven so legally it's, it's not a used car when it hasn't been titled. Hmm. Oh, okay, um, I'm going to go to Mike in the control room. Yeah, I had a question for you guys, <clears throat> and I didn't want to call in. Huh. I, I never heard you guys discuss leasing agents before, and I just had to use one, and I wanted to know your thoughts on it. My wife, we both actually happened to have leases coming up in the last three months, so it was a bad time we put a hold on a GMC terrain at Schumacher. They said four weeks, and after 10 weeks, my wife was like, I can't do this anymore. So we hired a leasing agent. It cost $500, and supposedly he'll have a car for us in two weeks. So we're wondering what your thoughts are. Oh, like a broker. Is. Yes, a broker. Yeah. Great topic. Uh, we, yeah, we do a lot of business with brokers, but um, it's not going to help you get a car any faster. Um, Unless he's got a buddy at a dealership who's going to sneak well, in Well, it line. might because brokers, uh, the, the brokers get paid right? a fee, and sometimes it can be a, a significant fee. So if there's internal uh, That's corruption even at dealerships. Unless he's got a buddy or yeah. something else is going exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah. And that happens a lot because if, if, uh, if, if, if I'm giving a dealer uh, $5,000, and sometimes dealers will get as much as that, uh, you can kick back half that to uh, – 
uh, you know, the, the salesman that's giving you the car. Uh, you could theoretically get somebody else's car because the broker was getting enough money uh, to make it financially worthwhile to both sides. So uh, I, would, I would get it in writing if he said he could deliver the car in a certain number yeah. of days. I'd be, Mike, I'd be very suspicious, suspect, suspect of that. But he did get it. I mean, he got us a VIN number, so I guess the car does exist. I don't, he said uh, January 4th, and this was like four days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So about three weeks. Getting, okay. it to, getting it to your front door is another, well, leap. And right now, everything, boy, everything is moving slow. Good luck, Mike. Yeah, I'll be sure to report back if he does yeah. meet the deadline. Good luck. And thanks for the question. That's a great question. Thank you. Give us, a, give us a call, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go back to Rick where he has some YouTubes for us. I, I do have one other here uh, from Mark Ryan. He says, did Toyota make any significant promotional changes to this year's Toyotathon with such limited inventory? Yeah, because normally they have huge commercials and everything about the Toyotathon. Could you repeat the question again? I think all the uh, manufacturers, I heard it, I think all the manufacturers have got way back on their advertising. And it makes sense because uh, they can't produce the cars. Uh, they have a demand. They can't meet this, uh, the demand supply. So most all car dealers and manufacturers have cut back drastically on the amount of money they spend. And in terms of specials, uh, in, in spite of what they advertise, there's no such thing as a special. There's no such be, such thing as a real discount. Uh, you can discount a car by marking it up first and then discounting it again. So the discounts are phony. Uh, from the manufacturers, the discounts are phony. From the dealers, you're paying all the money and then some if you buy a newer used car today. Mm. And that's got me caught up. Okay, Stuart. great. Let's jump over to Anne Marie's uh, kickoff text. It's Emery says, good morning. I'm sure you've answered these questions in the past, but I'd appreciate it very much if you would answer them again. One, the owner's manual recommends that the tires on my Camry should be inflated to 35 pounds per square inch. The tire itself indicates that the maximum inflation is 51 PSI. Why is there such a range in the numbers? Two, how can an underinflated tire adversely impact fuel economy? For example, if my tires are at 30 PSI, roughly how many miles per gallon might I lose? Three, how low does the tire pressure have to go before the low pressure light glares at me from the dashboard? And four, how can I find out when my tires were manufactured? Thank you very much. P.S. Happy holidays to everyone, and may we see a healthier and happier new year. Can you remember all our questions? Yeah. Uh, For number one, the uh, pressure listed on the sticker, usually on the door jam, is the lowest pressure you want to run. Always stay at that or above. The pressure listed on the sidewall of the tire is the maximum safe pressure you can run in that tire. Can I jump in there? It's interesting. You say why? Well, the manufacturer wants a low pressure because you get a soft ride. And if you go below that, you'll wear your tires excessively. But if you're trying to buy a new car and you're going to demonstrate it, take it for a ride around the block, the lower the pressure, the smoother the ride. Uh, The tire manufacturer doesn't want to get sued for libel. So he wants to be sure you don't overinflate your tire, in which case it would wear out quickly and possibly even, if you inflated it too much, could even uh, self-destruct. Yep. So, so neither, neither tire 
a recommendation is genuine to you, the consumer. And now Rick will tell you the best pressure. It's not the low one, and it's not the high one. Which is it? It's somewhere in the middle, whatever's yep. comfortable for you that gets you the best fuel economy. As a matter of fact, as a dirty little secret, tire manufacturers make special tires that are a very soft compound that are the first set of tires that come on a brand new car. You can't buy them in the stores. So that they're, when you drive out. They're proprietary by the manufacturer. And yep. so that is something that uh, when you say, I want to have the same tires on my car when you replace them that came with the tire, that came with the car, you might get Firestones, you might get Michelins, but it's not going to be the same model because only Ford or Honda, wherever you bought the car, buys those tires and they're built to the specification of the car manufacturer because they want you to think you have a super soft ride. And they ride so smooth for that first set of tires. All right, second exactly. question, how much can an underinflated tire adversely impact economy? Uh, that's going to be a mathematical equation that I won't even try to figure out, but bear in mind that a softer tire increases the rolling resistance and makes it harder to push that tire down the road, so it's going to affect your fuel economy for that reason. Plus, it can also wear out the tire a whole lot faster on the edges of the tread and cost you the big money that way as well. You have more rubber on the road when you have a, a soft tire, so you have more rubber on the road and so more rubber comes off the tire. Yep. And so well, also the, the tire sides. itself, hey, the yeah. center tread comes will up. start to bow upwards a little bit and yeah. lose contact with the road while the outer edges are being pressed harder oh, onto the road. Oh, I forgot about that, yeah. And, yeah, and Marie, that's why I'll tell you what, that's my favorite topic, tires. And Stu's not finished yeah, reading right. your text yet, <laughs> but as a sidebar, make sure that you uh, take care of those valves because those valves hold the air in your tires. It's very important, and tires affect, the pressure in the tires affect everything. Third, third question, how low does the pressure have to be before the light comes on? Is it relative? That actually can be adjusted on some cars, but it's generally about whatever the threshold level has been set, it's generally about six pounds below that. So if Which, the threshold is set at 30 PSI... What is, what is the threshold? Are you talking about the manufacturer's recommendation? Well, the threshold is the, the uh, level, the pressure level that is programmed into the computer at which the light will turn on when the pressure goes below that level. And it okay. varies by manufacturer? Yes. you can. And as a matter of fact, on some cars, you can even change that threshold level. Uh, if your car has a button under the dash, say you want to have that threshold at 30 pounds, you set your tire pressures all at 36 pounds, and then press and hold that button for a certain amount of time until it blinks the light at you a few times, and it will set that threshold down at 30 when your tires are at 36. It subtracts six okay. pounds. That's good to know. All right, and then the last question, and I'm gonna let Earl answer this one. Um, how can I find out when my tires were manufactured? Where are my tires? When, when were oh, they? When? Man, when were yeah, they it, it's a coded date that no one can interpret it except Rick. And uh, it's, a, it's one of these dumb bureaucratic government NHTSA. You take a picture things. of it. Instead you of putting it the date on the tire, they they code it by the the week, uh, the number of weeks in the year, and the last two year uh, digits of the year. How is that put on the tire, Rick? There's a DOT number that will be on both sides of the tire. Department of Transportation. Yep. But on one side, it's actually going to be a little bit longer. And instead of having the numbers raised up from the rubber, 
They'll be embossed in, and there will be four digits there. The last two are going to be the year the tire was produced. So 19 would be 2019, 20, 2020, and so on. The first two digits of that four-digit correspond to 01 up to 52, and that's the week number of that year that it was produced. And here's so my, if it was 03, it's the third week of the year. So as stupid and as, as absurd as that sounds, I think it was a premeditated idea for the tire manufacturers, maybe even the tire dealers, and the lobbyists in Congress for them to go to the federal government and say, this is the way we want to display the date. And nobody had the courage to say, listen, if the tire was manufactured uh, December 15th, uh, 2019, put that date on the tire, December 15th, 2019. Or at least put in the numbers the way we have the code that everybody recognized, 12 15 uh, 19. Instead, they came up with a code because I don't want you to know when the tire was manufactured. If you, if, if you build a tire and it doesn't sell for six years, theoretically, you're not supposed to sell the tire. You're not supposed to drive on that tire. Imagine if they did that on, on a carton of milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You have an expired tire, but you don't know it because you can't read you, you the code. Pick, you pick up a seven-year-old carton of milk and you okay. go, looks good to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I want to shed some light on this. Anne-Marie, back in the day, here's a visual for you. What I would do is I would go out into the driveway, lay on the driveway with my high-powered flashlight and my phone so I could take a picture of that almighty long, long, long number and alphabet and everything else that was confusing. So there's my visual for the day. Back to Stu. Let's <laughs> say <laughs> okay. uh, thank you, Emery, for a great text. Um, I hear something that I knew was going to come up, um, and there's been several texts about it and anonymous feedback, and it has to do with the story that was in Ars Technica about Toyota um, charging for to to use remote start on your on your remote. And uh, Earl asked me about that because I think you've got some questions from some people as well, and uh, I'll give my take on it, and then Earl can can editorialize. Um, but um, I think the article um, should have been headlined: Toyota salespeople fail to explain. Um, the, the subscription service to their customers. So remote start, since that was ever available, was always a paid option to make your, your remote work. Then about three years ago, Toyota came out with Toyota Connected Services, which connects your car through cellular to the, uh, to the dealership into, your, your, into an app, so you can start your car, you can see how, many, uh, how much fuel is in it, a bunch of stuff. Um, it came with a, a, a free subscription in the beginning that expired, uh, and they're starting to expire now, and the remotes are not working. But prior to that, to have a remote, you would have paid you know, 400 or $500 to install a remote start. So I think it's a communications failure. And because right now, the word on the street is that they just decided out of the blue to start charging for it. But it's not. It's a little bit more nuanced than that. Back to you, Earl. <laughs> yeah, I, Stu hasn't seen the current article in Automotive News. And the headline is, Automakers see gold in over-the-air software upgrades. So I think, yeah. you know, I... Um, I think what's happening is the Toyota and all the manufacturers 
uh, in the 21st century with, uh, and I see a lot of these in Tesla. I get a lot of software upgrades on my Tesla. Stu does too, but they're free. Uh, the manufacturers are starting to charge for software upgrades. So uh, this, this, this issue that we're talking about with the remote start is a feature that's available. It's a, a software matter. It's an option. Yeah. It's an option. But, um, uh, you know, a software upgrade costs the manufacturer nothing. Uh, if you have the software, it's a matter of pushing a button on your PC, sending it out to the rece- receiver in the cars, and you can upgrade people. You can upgrade things all the time. We, we've been doing software upgrades uh, for a long time in our dealership. All the manufacturers and dealers <coughs> do. And uh, it's good for the right. consumer in the sense that you, if, if it's wireless, you can do it in your garage. You don't even have to go into the dealership. Uh, if you do go in the dealership, they just run it in right. and, and do but, this. But, but the issue is the um, the additional features yeah. that can be charged. Like somebody on the yeah. the question was like, could you imagine getting a six uh, four hundred horsepower car and then finding yeah. out that it was one hundred and fifty three yeah. years later? Yeah, it was they, a, they they misread uh, the the intent. The, yeah, I, but I, I don't like the intent of charging for software upgrades anyway. Uh, so uh, Stu's right. Uh, the remote start was part of a package like uh, uh, F, you know, Cirrus Radio. Uh, you know, right. and they you get XM, free get for XM Radio right. for six months free, and after that you have to buy it. So the same thing that Stu's talking about with the Toyota issue with the remote start. I just don't like the idea of of having to pay anything on a car. If it's an upgrade, it's an upgrade. You bought the car, you should get the upgrade free. Uh, your iPhone, you get upgrades all the time, right? They don't charge you for it. How would you like it if every time there was another upgrade on your smartphone, you had to pay for it? So that's that's a, that's. I, I think I, I know the answer is I think I think explaining what the connected services uh-huh. would be to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody would buy it until you let let them play with it for for a year, and then then they go, oh, I can't live yeah. without it, and yeah. then they want to pay for it. I agree. It's kind of like what a drug dealer does. They first they give yeah. you a little sample, and then then they get you hooked, yeah, I, and you keep coming back. <laughs> I have a. It's not illegal, but I have a moral issue with charging somebody something for something that costs you nothing. Well, that's not entirely true. It, it costs years and years of development to make software and paying. Yeah. To, you know, costs which they recouped in the first and then in uh, in the first software version. I can't and believe they, I'm going to have to explain what, how capitalism works to you. Yeah. No, there's a big difference. The tables have turned, Father. There's a big difference. Stu is the funny there's, one today. There, you know, there, the, the, unfortunately, there are conflicts in capitalism yeah. and, and moral code and ethics. I've been telling you that since I was four years old. Hey, speaking of Tesla, (laughs) (laughs) hey, here's a great Christmas gift idea for your children. I think it's like from 8 to 16. Uh, But Tesla has put out a – it it isn't for sale yet, I believe, a couple of weeks, but it's called the Cyber Squad. Oh. Has anyone seen that? And it'll cost you – personal vehicle? It'll guarantee it, to kill your children it, in the it, first six it's, months. It's for your children. I mean, it's an ATV. It's a four four wheel a, a four wheel no. ATV for for not, children. Not for my children. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called the new Cyber Squad. <laughs> it looks really cool. <laughs> it does. It resembles. Okay, let's uh, get moving here. What do we got? Any okay, more? chop chop. Eight seven seven nine six zero. Ninety-nine sixty. That's eight seven seven nine six zero ninety-nine sixty. And you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. And don't forget www.youranonymousfeedback.com. I think Stu is rolling along with some text. Well, I have a, I have a really interesting and a, and a tough 
um, anonymous feedback to answer, and I'm just going to try and answer it the best I can. It says, if I bought a new car from your dealership uh, a few months ago for MSRP, if the trade in values were higher than the original MSRP, would Earl Store buy the car from me more than what I paid? Uh, how aggressive are, aggressive are you getting? So I guess what I'm saying, if you bought a car from us before and now used car prices are surging, are you going to uh, pay more? Um, the answer is yes, um, with some qualifications. We have a delicate situation. We, it's it's kind of hard to have a, a used car lot uh, 100 feet away from a new car lot with the new car for the same model cost <laughs> costing more than the new the used car costing more than the new car. But we will help place that car um, with you wherever, whether it's Carvana, whether it's an auction. We're going to give you the maximum uh, the value for your car. Um, but if it's a Toyota, we might. Uh, find an outlet for it yeah it's it's it's, like anything else it's uh market you will pay market uh every dealer has its own market value uh we will pay maybe sometimes more than carvana but sometimes carvana will pay more than us more often than not they pay more than us so we recommend people that are trading in a car go to carvana first and go to or we'll do it for you I mean, we we'll buy any car.com go to carmax yeah it's a it's a seller's market and that includes you, you. Uh, not just the used car salespeople and the new car salespeople. but if you have a car it's a used car it's a seller's market for you and you can have a ball just by shopping that car around and uh, barry o'brien uh i don't know if he's listening now but uh he's a former radio host on this uh st- from the studio many years ago and he's a friend and um, he has a story he's going to tell us, going to call it 9.30, about an off-lease car that will really make my point in spades as far as what market value means. And uh, it's, uh, what we see in, the, in, in our market today, in the 21st century right now, in uh, 2021, is something that has never before been seen. So we're having to come up with new definitions. And Stu mentioned capitalism before. Uh, at what point... You know, capitalism is the best system on on the planet, and that's the reason America is the greatest country on earth, and it's because of capitalism. But uh, is capitalism something that needs to be looked at again in terms of limits and controls? Uh, Do you think it's okay? This is a question for you, all you folks listening. Do you think it's okay for car dealers or any other seller to charge you anything they want because... They can sell it at that price because of the supply and demand equation. We had a Toyota dealer from Oakland, California, that was selling uh, Toyotas um, RAV4s for $40,000 over a sticker. Is that okay? Wow. Uh, we, uh, we've seen Supras uh, trade for as much as uh, $100,000 over a sticker. Is that okay? Uh, it's, it's, it's a fair question. Some people can defend it, and, and it's accurate to say, Capitalism says you sell any product for as much as you can get. And uh, everybody has to live with their own conscience. Is that okay? Should there be limits? My personal feeling, this is my personal feeling, is that the smart capitalist will not uh, take advantage of the situation. They will put a limit on their prices because they have to exist and do business in the long run. If you're going to be in business for more than a few years, you don't want to offend a lot of customers. The people that paid $40,000 over a sticker for a RAV4 may never want to go back to that dealer again. They may go to another dealer who treated them more fairly. So My dad used to say to me, pigs get fat, but hogs get slaughtered. 
Yeah, that's right. Stock market saying. Great. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, what's your opinion? We'd love to hear from you. You heard Earl's question. 877-960-9960. Or you can text your answer at 772-497-6530. Now back to Stu. Well, we're all caught up with texts. Uh, well, we have one from Frank. I want to know if you have any Corollas. Um, uh, no, we don't. And <laughs> that's about it. Uh, you can get on the list, though. Um, there is someone who texts us a very cryptic message without a whole lot of uh, background. It says, hello, I have a problem with my dealer, and I want to know if you can help me. And we would love it if you could call in to the show, um, 877, I don't even know 877 <laughs> I only focus on the text number. So thanks for texting, but please call in. Um, but if, if you don't want to call on the phone, you can text back and give us a little bit more uh, details, and we'd be, we would love to help you out. Yeah, 772-497-6530. Take advantage of both. Would love to hear from you. All right. Back to the, the Barracuda lady. Yeah, That's you. I, I, uh, <laughs> the what? The Barracuda lady. <laughs> Barracuda lady. Her old car. Oh. Barracuda lady. <laughs> you know, uh, I, hey, guys, I hope you're having such a, a great time listening to this show. And uh, we know it's two hours ago. It's pretty fast for us. But let me tell you what. To accumulate all this free, free, free information isn't it amazing amazing you just can't go anywhere for something that's free and legitimate and i have fifty dollars for one more female caller give us a call at 877-960-9960 and win yourself fifty dollars you can use it at this time of year earl Stu? yeah well I, I, in the current <laughs> uh, in the current automotive news Jonathan? <laughs> in the current automotive news uh, there was a blurb about uh, a company called Mobileye. A lot of you haven't heard of Mobileye, uh, but um, Intel, who you may have heard of, uh, they they were, and I think they still may be the largest chip manufacturer. Uh, uh, they they bought Mobileye back in 2017, uh, and you think you haven't heard of Mobileye today? Nobody had heard of it in 2017, but they paid 15.3 billion dollars. And everybody laughed at them, but here it is, 2021, and they're going. Um, they're spinning off Mobileye, and uh, they're going to go public with it. Mobileye just may be the most important element factor in the whole autonomous car situation, the auto revolution, and we all know we're headed there real fast, faster than we thought. Mobileye is actually ahead on driverless technology, in other words, on the technological uh, equipment and software that you need to get into a car with no steering wheel and go 120 miles an hour on the expressway and not worry about it. And go through intersections without traffic lights. Exactly. And uh, they have a, a mixture of technology. Right now, Tesla leads the world and 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 autonomous technology and on electric cars too uh, they have put all their cards in the camera basket so when you drive a tesla and they have fully aut- aut- autonomous now the car i'm driving is fully autonomous uh unfortunately elon musk won't let me do it because i'm not a safe enough safe enough driver but he have full autonomy safer in, than me in my tesla <laughs> and uh uh and they use all cameras um 
Mobileye that has uh, its technology has has been sold and and leased and is available to a number of manufacturers has both what they call lidar and cameras. Lidar is a combination of radar and lasers, and you put the two together, and you have sensitivity to <coughs> your environment as you drive, night or day, rain or shine, far superior to the human being. So when you put those two together, you have a true much, much safer vehicle than you are when you're driving your own vehicle today. So uh, look for that mobile eye availability and when you're shopping for autonomous vehicles. I believe that Tesla will move into the LiDAR, but right now they're relying strictly on cameras. It's really cool the way the cameras do that. I have cameras in my in my Tesla that are 360 degrees and they see everything. What's coming behind on both sides in front of me. And uh, but they don't. They're not using the, la- the 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 lasers, and they're not using the radar. Combination is optimum. So, if you want to talk about autonomous driving, uh, give us a call at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and uh, text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. I'm really surprised we haven't had more anonymous feedbacks. Uh, that used to be the hottest input we had. Uh, more so than Facebook, uh, YouTube, or, or the regular. I, I miss one. We, ha- we have one here. Okay, great. It says, when I watched your radio program on YouTube today, the speech-to-text um, is turned on. Several times when the word Toyota was mentioned, it showed the word toilet instead of Toyota. Interesting. <laughs> Just a, that oh. came in. <laughs> Thank you. Was it, a te- was it a Toto toilet, or was it a... I don't know. It's probably maybe regular. maybe that's what it was. It was, it was probably a toto, and they left off the the rest of the right, spelling. Exactly. Are, are you talking about the mystery shopping report for today? When you said toilet, huh? hey, don't, don't um, give it away. We're going to go to uh, back to the phones. We're going to talk to Marty from West Palm Beach. Hey, Marty. Good morning, Marty. Hi. Good, good morning. How are you? Well, thank you. Uh, I have a hypothetical question for uh, Stuart Earl. If you come into your dealership and you give a person, let's say, a, a quote on their used car trade, but they bring in their offer from, let's say, we buy any car or whatever, one of these other ones or CarMax, and mm-hmm. it's a lot higher, will you give them that price or will you stick to just your price? And the reason why I ask, obviously, the higher price as a trade-in on a $30,000 car is going to save you the sales tax we'll, we'll, versus we'll all cash. Right. We can place it um, with a, with any buyer. and it doesn't, any, you can we, give the high, we give them the higher price, Marty. Yeah. And then, uh, as Sue said, we place it. Uh, we actually have already done that, probably, uh, when you come in. We, a lot of uh, we're using uh, We're using Carvana ourselves. Uh, we buy any car, Vroom, uh, CarMax. Uh, uh, the market uh, is so volatile and so out of sync with anything we've ever seen that we cannot rely on our own appraisers. As Stu said earlier, uh, we have a market that we've established. We have customers that anticipate prices. We we try to price our cars at where we think we can sell a, a trade-in on the used car lot. If we feel like we can't sell it at the price that we have to allow, we let Carvana hopefully make the mistake. 
Um, but they're in, uh, I'll, I'll say this, Carvana, CarMax, uh, some of these national companies have an advantage. Uh, we're looking at a fairly local market, so uh, if we want to retail a car, we're, we're in North Palm Beach. And the, there's a unique market in North Palm Beach. If uh, I'm Carvana, I have a market in Indiana, I have a market in San Diego, I have a market all over the, the country. So they are more flexible in being able to pay more money. And, of course, they can make mistakes, too. A lot of these third-party uh, used car buying companies are IPOs, meaning they have a wealth of cash, and a lot of them are paying too much for them. So right. and, and that's take their advantage business, of And that's their business model. They, they set yeah. out saying, we're going to take losses and, and yeah. much smaller margins to grow their share of the yeah. market and get people and to And build a customer base. Yeah. yeah exactly. So... That's so, what will you, so in other words, when the person makes the deal with you, will you give them the higher price yes. off yes. the new car? Yes, because we have an outlet okay, for it. Good. We don't have to keep it and suffer the consequences okay. of it. So uh, okay. that's that's the only way to, to to be successful in selling used cars is to go by the go by the market. So if the market is saying this car is worth you know twenty thousand dollars and we think it's fifteen, but there's a buyer for it, then it's going to find its way to that buyer. Marty, that's that's a good point because it's it's one of the huge differences uh, in the markets today in buying a, a car is that usually it's the appraiser at the car dealership you go to that determines the price of the car, no longer. And and so if if you're not getting that service from the dealer you choose, you need to do it yourself. And that's the reason we give out the names over and over again. Carvana, we buy any car.com, uh, Varum, uh, CarMax. Uh, if you don't check with those sources and you just go to the dealer, they're going to take it either take advantage of you and uh, give you too little for the car, or they may not be taking advantage of their mind. They may pay, be paying you what they think is a fair price, but Carvana will pay a higher price. So they owe it to you to check with Carvana on your behalf. If they don't, you be sure you check with Carvana or Varum or We Buy Any Car or CarMax. It is a delight today to have a used car to trade. Um, if you do have a used car, you can afford to pay uh, pretty much the exorbitant price they're going to charge you for the new car. You're going to get, you should get an exorbitant price for the trade-in, which should offset largely the exorbitant price for the new car. If you do not have a trade-in, you're really going to get hosed by paying too much for that new car. Yeah. Now, also, when you make the deal, say, with you and the new car, but it had to be ordered, Sure. You get a set price. Sure, absolutely. Uh, most of our cars are ordered. When a, a truck of cars pulled up on our lot a year ago, they used to go into the inventory. Today, a truck of cars pulled up. We know in advance. We call the customers. Your car's on the truck. It'll be here in three days. Most of the cars that we sell now have been sold a month, two months, three months ago. Stu? Uh, here's another thing. Uh, if, if somebody doesn't need to drive their trade, um, we get creative sometimes. We can take the trade in earlier. Um, and actually have that credit on the books and you get the sales tax and um, and that way you get the, the current thing. It will be appraised at the time of delivery because the, the market changes um, over time. But we, you know, we have a, we consult with you and where we think it's going to be, um, you know, down the road when your car comes in, give you an idea what to expect. 
down. They can put you in the ballpark. But that's a gamble on your but part. In other words, it's not it's not fixed. We can't fix the appraisal order, ninety yeah. days ahead of um, the actual transaction. Yeah, used cars have been going up in price every month for over a year. Yeah, it's, so, it's only so if, yeah so if, far. Uh, yeah. If you're a gambler, I would hold on to my used car and watch the market and then sell it if I didn't have to trade it in. Yeah. Some uh, people but, want to uh, lock it in exactly, but they're not yeah. very adventurous. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, right now I'm not in the market, so uh, I'm going to wait. But uh, you're, you're lucky. Good idea. You're lucky. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Don't wait. be in this market, Marty. Stay away from this market. <laughs> no. uh, I've got a 2020, so I, I don't need a car now, so I can wait. Oh, that's already obsolete, Marty. You need to come get one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make yourself it, make make yourself rich, Marty. Toyota. Sell that car. Webuyanycar.com. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Have a good holiday and everything. Thank Thanks, you. Marty. Thanks for the call. Okay, bye-bye. We're going to stick with the phones, and we're going to talk to Gina, who's been holding from Jupiter Farms, a first-time caller. Good morning, Gina, and welcome. Good morning. You just won yourself $50, and if you get me your information, email it to me or text it to me. If you Do you have that informa- that availability? I think you said Nancy S. at E. Stoyota.com. I, I emailed already. Oh, great. Thank you. Wow, you're really on top of things. I can't wait to hear why you called. <laughs> okay, so I purchased a car from Earl Stewart, and I've been very pleased. Um, but I got a scratch on the car, and when I took my car in for servicing, the, the quote I thought was a little high. Um, and then so I went to a local body shop and got a quote. So my question would be, if I don't do it through you guys, um, do they? does the body shop have the same kind of pain? Is there going to be anything that's noticeable? Will it depreciate the value of the car? Well, generally speaking, a lot of people do get um, sticker shock when they hear a quote for like a small damage like a, like a scratch. Um, to properly or to completely repair it, that involves um, usually painting the panel. So... Um, and that involves a very removing parts, taping up properly. You can get a cheaper quote. There are a lot of discount um, body shops all over town, and the price has to do with basically the amount, the thoroughness of the job. You can tape things off and get an okay paint job for a very inexpensive um, um, price. Um, but a, a real, a real professional, thorough job does take more time. If it doesn't matter to you on a brand new car, I, I, I might be inclined to do a b- better job. If it's a car that has some other damage on it, or an older car, then it, it might not be that big a deal. No. And you can, you Gina, get a paint three hundred Gina, bucks. we should have explained it to you because, uh, uh, as Stu said, uh, if you're going to make a, a late model car look new again and the repair look new, uh, you have to pay more money. Uh, uh, we can always do a lesser repair, but we should prepare you for it. And your original observation is actually true. Yeah, it, it's going to depreciate the car more if you have a, a not first first quality repair. If it's a really good repair, it'll depreciate your car less than a not so good quality and, repair. And Gina, it may not seem important now. Uh, with uh, the money, maybe your money situation, but boy, I'll tell you what, there's nothing like a bad paint job to depreciate your car, and you don't realize it until you're ready to sell that car. Yeah, it's not an old car. I've only had it for a couple years, so it's a a Highlander. Well, that's Um, worth a good paint job. Okay. All right. I appreciate the advice. 
Thank you, Gina. You're Give welcome. us a call again. Okay. Spread the word. We have a platform here for the ladies. They can win themselves $50. Have a wonderful weekend. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Uh, I think we're going to go back to Stu. Nope, I think we're, we're all caught up right now. Let me double check. Oh, nope. We got one just popped in. All right. Good morning. After hearing Mr. Stewart say he's not allowed to use the autonomous feature, don't you think a refund for that feature is due back? Seems unfair to charge it uh, for it and then not allow you uh, allow you to use it. Just a thought. Um, he paid to sound to make it sound really obnoxious. He paid ten thousand dollars for the uh, full self-driving capability, um, which is in beta mode, so it's constantly being updated. The newest update there since it is a it, it delves into the area where you can possibly take a nap while you're driving the car and take your hands off the wheel even though you're not supposed to they wanted to make sure only the safest drivers so they're rolling it out in this incomplete beta form to only the safest drivers <coughs> in the country and apparently that's only about 100 people <laughs> and uh and earl's not one of them yeah i have a 95 score and i don't qualify yet you, you have to have a 100 percent and uh yeah, that's not the way I drive. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not a reckless driver. I have a better score than Stu, my son. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, you have to be a 100 to qualify for full autonomy. And yeah, I'm an 85. Uh, you're right. I did. <laughs> I did pay a lot of money for it, and I. The thought has occurred to me. But uh, yeah, you, you paid. You got what you paid for. Then they enhanced it. Yeah. And, and you, well, at one point, qualify. everybody will have it. I'll have it. Yeah, right. It's just a question when they even let uh, medium skilled drivers like like me. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm currently. Oh, I, I dropped further. Like I'm an 84. 84. You're way down there. <laughs> I'm never going to get. Stay, it. stay away from this guy on the on the highway. Uh, l- let me Excuse let me mention me. something. I'm, We're going to go back to the phones. Okay. Where we have David holding from uh, North Palm Beach. Good yeah. morning, David. Good morning. Uh, Welcome. Pertaining to a call, a call that you just received, I don't think you answered the question directly. If I ordered a car from Earl Stewart Toyota. They called and said the car is going to be in on Wednesday. And Tuesday, I call up Carvaner and a couple of different people, and I get a price on my trade. When I go in Wednesday to pick up my car, if Earl Stewart appraises my car for $10,000 and I have an offer for 11000 will they match the higher offer if it's current? Well, it depends on who made the offer. If, if, if it's your brother-in-law, no. No, no I'm, uh, I'm talking if, about Carvana yeah. or a room or yeah. a major company. If yeah. it's somebody we can verify, Carvana, Carmack, you say Carvana will pay me this much, then we would call. So, and if Carvana uh, would pay, they'll pay. If they'll pay you, they'll pay us. So, yeah, and and in fact, we'll even say. Uh, if you want to go ahead and make the the, the deal and get the, uh, uh, the cash for your car and pay us that cash instead of trading it in, that's fine too. So uh, well, that, you get that the, wouldn't be an advantage. Could you'd lose the difference in the sales tax? Well, you'd ha- yeah. Well, you, you'd have to establish. Yeah. No, we could get it through, get to get the sales tax as long as we're in contact with the buyer. We buy it from you yeah. and we sell it um, yeah. to, to them as long as we have a, 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 yeah. a firm commitment for them to buy it. Exactly. And well, it thank you. Through, yeah. Thank you. You answered my question. I appreciate it. You got it. And, thank you. And that's a great question, by the way. And what you're doing and thinking about should be on everybody's mind. You are driving a pot of gold. Your car that you're driving now is worth more than you think it is. And as I say, I mentioned this at the earlier part of the show, we have a caller in about 20 minutes who's going to describe the situation with you, exactly what we're talking about, how somebody just got blown away at what the car he was driving was worth. So don't go into a car dealer today with your trade-in or even your off-lease car 
and just take their word or take what's the lease option to purchase word for what that car's worth, it's worth a lot more. So uh, good question. Yeah. Don't ever take a dealer's word for what you're trading is worth. Very good question. And oh, stay in touch with us. Let us or know how, you, how things went. Uh, we're going to go, uh, we're going to stick with the phones and we're going out to Jupiter Farms and we're going to talk to Frank, who's a regular caller. Good morning, Frank. Well, good morning to you all. And um, I guess Happy New Year since guys probably sit down for the next few weeks. <clears throat> um, with that in mind, I was the one that texted to you guys about a friend of mine up in Georgia that needed a car. Her daughter had, had a bad wreck and that had to be replaced. So they started looking for a used car, and they were shocked at how expensive a used Corolla would be. And they said, well, I guess we're going to buy a new one. And I just asked if you all, and I almost knew the answer was going to be not for a few months. But in any event, if there was any dealers, because she said, why am I going to come all the way down to Jupiter to get a car? They said, well, you're going to save a lot more money than you're buying from the dealer up there where they have it above MSRP, plus the dealer fees, plus this, plus that. So, anyway, I was hoping to get you guys oh. uh, to help her out. It's still tough. Uh, yeah, it, it's also heartbreaking. My my brother Josh is uh, one of his best friends that he grew up with. Um, he's up in Georgia, and he wanted he needed a car. Actually, he wanted to get a, a big SUV for his wife. It was something she'd been hoping to get. And and Josh and, and 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 I were both saying, just don't do it now. What do you wait? You wait and. He says uh, this is important to her. He wants to do it. He didn't want to drive down here to uh, down to Florida, so he um, ended up, you know, overpaying. But he understood what he was getting into. He knew. He says, "Hey, it is what it is," and uh, now she's happy with a um, with her with her present. But yeah, it's it's it is crazy, Frank. Yeah, no, it's um, it's interesting. Like I said, I I still go around and help people once in a while with their purchase, and it's just we did just like that lady on the first part of your show. Just walk away. It's, it's the best. Um, way of not fighting with them and just enough is enough. Yeah, well, it's, it's also it's great to know that, like, you know, even though, you know, you're not like, I mean, you're part of the show, Frank, <laughs> but you're not technically a part of the show and that you're, you're giving, you're spreading the information and giving really good advice the same that we would give. So I guess we're doing something right around here. Right, guys? Yeah, I did, I did look on your list, good cars, better cars, or however that goes. And um, there is that dealership, like I mentioned a week or two ago, that Lexus dealership, Orlando Lexus, there's oh, yeah. no dealer fees. Yeah. So you may want to call them and verify, but it, it's true. I've spoken to them a couple of times. And like I said, if you even have a Lexus, they're going to give you another $1,000 credit for this day and age. Yeah. They don't go any of the MSRP. So. Well, it's certainly hard so to, to know that there are dealers out there that are that are doing that. So, And, and it's our job. We're going, to uncom- we're going to find them all for you guys. <laughs> Thanks for helping out. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you, Frank. 877-960-9960. Text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, you can also take advantage of youranonymousfeedback.com. We've got a great mystery shopping report coming up shortly, and you want to stay tuned for that. And, uh, you know, uh, I didn't mention earlier, um, it's time for Earl to put his hat on, and uh, it's time for uh, whomever didn't join the vigilantes. Uh, you can go to Earl Own Cars, and uh, there you can sign up, and you can help everyone, even in your community. Get a free hat. And protect uh, th- those who are being taken advantage of. 
has the Rose Vigilantes, and uh, Stu designed that uh, top of that hat right there. It's so pretty. <laughs> uh, anyway. Got um, a text? Yeah. We it, got a text? Oh, wonderful. Yeah. It says, I don't know if you're going to remember this. This is going to, I don't I have no idea what this is, but the old guys might figure it out. For car repainting, do you remember this, Dad? In the old days, you could get your whole car painted for $29.95 at Earl Scheib. Yeah, that's true. It's, uh, yeah, Earl that, Scheib? Have you heard of Earl Scheib? Oh, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. I never heard of that. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, and, and to this day, they have a cheap, shoddy paint repair. I mean, they paint over the trim, the chrome, the license plate, <laughs> windshield. I mean, you know, it's, uh, they use a brush instead Monotone. of a... Sp- <laughs> right. Yeah, they paint the inside of the yeah, car? A hundred, I mean, yeah. <laughs> If the ad says, "Well, I'll paint your I'll, I'll paint your car for a uh, hundred dollars," I mean, I'll paint your car for a hundred dollars uh, if you don't care what it looks like when I get through. So yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a nightmare. That's a video going through my head right now. I'm in Pittsburgh and I'm looking at all these really bad paint jobs. Oh, it's just uh, unbelievable that it's legal for, for, that that would be done. Yeah. Anyway, Here, yeah, here's a, here's some Earl Scheib trivia for you. Earl Scheib uh, was founded in 1937 in Los Angeles, California. Yeah. Went out of business 11 years ago. That's the year my father started in business. That's right. Yeah. But we, uh, we're on the street back, don't we? Uh, let me double check, but the last day we were caught up. If you don't, we're Oh, on. we do. I got it. Yep. Yeah, I got one. I was going to say. Here we go. We're going to go, um, before Stu continues, we're going to go to the road Roadrunner, Steve. We haven't heard from him for a while, and uh, he's calling us from Boynton Beach. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. How are we doing? We're great. We're great. That's right. I just spent uh, $1,500 on my Roadrunner. All right, excellent. Uh, Okay, listen, I'm up up at Nissan dealership on Lake Worth Road. Uh-huh. Hey. Right? My, my friend wanted to look at on the, the, the Frontier. No, thank you. <laughs> the, uh, I'm, I'm in their used vehicle lot here, and I'm looking at these prices here. Here, I'll give you an example. <laughs> we are broadcasting <laughs> live from the, from from the car lot well with our correspondent in the field, Roadrunner Steve. 2014 Ford, 106,000 miles. Oh, God. They won $27,195. You're lying. <laughs> You're lying. I was about to give, I was say, that car is worth about $6,000. <laughs> I know. Get the hell no, out of there. No, it's more than that, but uh, wow, that's well, insane. I'm just browsing. And then they got a 2020 Nissan Titan for $52,000 with 40,000 miles on it. That's, mm. the, that's the big truck, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then they got, a, they got another Ford here, the FX Ford, four-wheel drive, 75, 2018 Ford Lariat, 75,000 miles. They want 53,000 Are you sure you're not on Worth Avenue right now? Where, 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 where are you? <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. Those people should be, be arrested. Funny? Wouldn't it be funny if somebody in the showroom was listening to the radio and said, hey, there's a guy out of the East, it's our used car lot, and he's talking live on the radio, and he's laughing at us, and he's telling us what all the high prices are. Yeah, bring the phone to the East yeah, Car Manager. We want to ask him about his pricing. You're better than the guy that's screaming, nine, nine. They're going to come and get you, Steve. Hey, and, and I remember Earl Shaw's commercials. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to make it out of there alive. That's a whole new format, live comes, Mr. Shopping Reports. Here a guy with a baseball bat. Uh, and the other commercial, I remember that other commercial, the tire commercial? You go in snow or we pay the tow. 
<laughs> yeah, you got it. If you Google those and you go on YouTube, you can find a lot of those old commercials. And it's an entire evening's uh, entertainment. There's look at some of these old car, car dealers invented the circus act. And they, they, they said a lot of it's censored. A lot of it, they said, you know, some terrible things because it was live TV back then. And they would get carried away. Right. And there was tremendous entertainment. YouTube is uh, all over YouTube. Are they passing out popcorn and peanuts over there? <laughs> no, 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 no. And then they got the nerve to charge a $6,000 fee. For a surcharge, because ah. it's a new vehicle. Market adjustment, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you, better, you, you, okay. better, you better be quiet. They're going to throw you out of there. The manufacturer's sticker price starts off at 34000 and change. Then it goes up to 42000 Huh. Do they have any nitrogen? <laughs> I would love it if every week you get a car dealership and call us from it and just to describe what you're looking at. The, uh, but ain't that price gouging? Like, if you go to a gas station... During a hurricane, they're charging ten dollars a gallon of gas. Ain't that price gouging? Well, that's legal price gouging, but this is definitely price gouging in well, spirit. Well, how is that legal? What they're doing? Now we need a law. Well, you raise an interesting point well, because if you have to have a car, yeah. the Better Business Bureau or anything about this? Uh, they're worthless. Uh, they're uh, you're, you're better off to call the aid, uh, attorney general's office, but they're not too good either. The Better Business Bureau <laughs> is in the pocket of the businessmen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's what happens with okay, small government. Okay, that's my report for today. Everybody have a happy holiday, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy everything. And everything. Enjoy yourself. Okay. I'll talk to you next year. Okay, be I careful. They're coming after out. you, Steve. Run, run. <laughs> I can't run. He's a road runner. Of course I don't you can run. run. I just walk away. <laughs> All right, everybody, stay safe and well. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, Steve, you've been good for my heart. <laughs> Okay. Okay, back to anonymous Scoot. feedback. Yeah. So uh, here's I'm sorry, note. I got to take that away from you. Okay, good. We're going to go to Palm Beach Gardens where Vince is waiting to speak to us. Good morning, Vince. Good morning. Uh, give me a second. I'm breathing in a brown paper bag after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> hey, we <laughs> said we had that? entertainment. You just heard it. Yeah, you do. Good for you guys. Hey, I'm sure you have answered this question a zillion times, but it's the first time I'm uh, listening into your show. But um, just want to know the impact, literally, of an impact to the car on your resale value. Um, I got in, uh, somebody was nice enough to run into my back of my car while I was sitting at a red light. And, mm. um, oh boy. you know, fixed and everything like that. And, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about trading in the car exactly right now, but what's the impact of having one accident not caused by myself uh, to a car vehicle? It's, well, it depends entirely on... Uh, location. Uh, it depends on the car, the year. Yeah, uh, it's a variable. Best thing for you to do is is to get an estimate and uh, and to check used car values. Uh, I'll say this: uh, uh, even with a, a, a bump on the rear end, you're going to get more for that car yeah. than you did. Uh, you're going to you're, you're going to get forty percent more for that car than you would a year ago. Now that's saying a lot. Right. So uh, yeah, but it does depreciate. Sometimes, even if you get it, re- even if you get it fixed, 
vents, it's going to cost you because I'll use a paint meter. They'll check the car. They know the car's been in an accident, especially if you have insurance. Yeah, it's on the Carfax. And even yeah, and even if you don't have insurance, they 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 scan the car with a meter and they see that it's been repainted and they gig the car for a certain amount. But it'll be gigged less in today's on yeah. fire used car market than ever before. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't. Yeah, and and also it's it depends on the, if it's a you know a bumper thing where they had a you know you know rehang a bumper or something like that is a lot different than a hit in the in the fender or the rear quarter panel or something like that yeah they had to replay my whole you know back end for that matter you yeah. know it's a it's a smaller suv but i mean i took it to the dealer etc so it's all on their books and things i mean there's i, what, I wouldn't hide the what, fact what earl, what earl but, rec- um, recommend is a really good idea is to get get an estimate on the repair and then take about 30% or 40% off that because the dealer can do it. Um, it will, will charge himself, which sounds weird, uh, a, a lot less than, than a retail quote. And then you can have a, an honest idea of how much it really would cost. So if they, if they ding your appraisal by that amount, then you know they're being honest. If they're trying to uh, you know, take advantage of it, then you'll know also. But like Earl said, you're gonna you're gonna get more even with a, a, a dinged appraisal in this market than you would of a year ago. Yeah. A lot more. You know, going after the insurance of the guy that rammed me. Of course, he was texting on his phone, and you know, oh, on and on. So um, it, the repair has already been done. But oh, okay, you know, I was already shopping my car as a trade-in right before it happened, <laughs> and of uh, course, it happened. You know, right. oh boy. You're still in good shape, though. I wouldn't worry about it. It, it. That's just the diminished value that they're looking at. And if it was a good job, uh, car, dealers are desperate for used cars right now to sell. And so they're, they're not going to care about your repaired car. And they're gonna, you're still going to get top dollar for it. And you can back, okay. you well, can back it down to the parking place. And maybe they won't see the dent. <laughs> well, he fixed it. So. There you go. <laughs> we buy any com. Good deal, Vince. Thank you, Vince. Appreciate the call. Yeah, thanks. Stay real, in touch. Real life situation. Okay, uh, YouTube's. We do have one. Okay. <clears throat> Ernesto is asking, when is Stu going to start reading the mystery shopping report? Uh, Ernesto, I, what are you doing, man? I thought it was said a few weeks ago Stu would be reading them. Also, now this is a good one. Will there be an audiobook version of Earl's book? Uh, it's going to be. Yeah, I, I should have done an audio version of the first one, and uh, I've recently Stu has always listened to audio. Books and uh, he talked me into trying it, and now that I'm hooked on it, I think audiobooks are the wave of the future. So uh, my new book, uh, Redemption of a Recovering Car Dealer, when that goes to press, we'll have an audio version. Yeah. I'm going to have a professional guy do it. Um, I, 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 it narrated by the author is so much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm on board. Well, I thought I'm about on it. Board. I thought about we'll it. Try yeah, it. I'm going to yeah. do the same thing. <laughs> Speaking of books, let's uh, let's do. Uh, Earl's Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. You see that on camera? Isn't it a great-looking book? Wow, what a great Christmas gift. A great Christmas gift, 1999. And all proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. This is the kind of book that you... We have a, we have a big dog in the studio. Want to hear him again? <laughs> Okay. We call him Kearney. (laughs) 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 He's very passionate about what he does. Ladies and gentlemen, Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. This is the kind of book that you purchase and you read, and you can just pass it along to 
anybody in your family, any of your friends. It never goes out of style. It never expires. It is filled with so much information, you'll want it on your bookshelf. Recovery, re- Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. Okay. okay. Who are we going to? We got a text. Uh, let's say it says, warrant, they need warranty advice. I have a Jeep 2014, uh, 2014 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited. Um, I did not realize that my extended warranty had expired. I've been receiving numerous robocalls telling me to buy another extended warranty. From your experience, are these additional extended warranties really worth the cost? Please advise. Thank you. Yeah, definitely don't listen to any of the, the robocalls. And getting a service contract on a 2014 uh, Jeep Cherokee just sounds really expensive to me. Um, um, but don't, uh, I would call your, the Jeep dealer, uh, maybe your, uh, get some advice roll. <laughs> but don't, don't answer the robocalls. No, no, they're terrible. Yeah, yeah. You get a robocalls, you get emails, you get a text. I mean, they, they must be making a ton of money on these uh, on bogus extended warranties. And people fall for it. They're all over TV now. I've never seen uh, as much TV as, and it gives it a legitimacy when you see it on television. The robocalls you know is a, a BS. But now they're doing it on television, and they do it so much it almost sounds yeah, like I, I see it on TV telling you to do this. Yeah, uh, just I, just don't buy any extended warranties. Period. Forget yeah. about it. And and these robocalls that you're talking about, you know, they give you the option yeah. to not be called again, and you can press two. Well, how many? A thousand times have I done that? I've got warranty calls coming out of my ears, mm-hmm. and they make it sound very authentic. Stay away from it, folks. All right. Back to Stu. Oh. I forgot we had this anonymous feedback. And then we're going to do the YouTube. Oh, I can. Uh, That's okay. Uh, Greg's out of my. I, I yeah. have blinders on. Here. <laughs> my blurry spot right here. Um, Peripheral vision's gone. I know. Earl on cars. <laughs> anonymous feedback. Um, six months ago, <coughs> Earl was saying, "You never get more for your trade than you will right now." Then used car values went up thousands more on average. Now Earl thinks she should hold. Uh, she should hold a used car for a few more months. I know it's difficult to predict, but if predictions are wrong. That hurts more, hurts more than it helps. Uh, before he jumps in, I want to say, I go, yes, predictions are difficult <laughs> to make, and no one is psychic. But um, the point is, you're, when you're describing a surging, a surging price in the car market, uh, no, no one has a true crystal ball. But we know it's going to go up for a while, and then we know it's going to go down. It's just a question of when. And about uh, you, you answer. Well, you're going to hear something you rarely hear on the radio or television anywhere. I was wrong. When I said I thought that you'd never get a higher price a few months ago in a used car, I was wrong. I made a mistake, and you do. But uh, I, what I should have said is, you, you uh, in the in the past you could never have gotten a better price. In the future, uh, you did get a better price. And if you buy a car today, you might get a better price next month. I learned from my mistakes. I said earlier in the show, if you weren't listening. I said to somebody, you might want to consider holding on to that used car instead of uh, getting your money up front from the dealer because it might be worth more than the next month or the month after. Then you're gambling. So it's like anything else. The stock market, uh, it's a gamble. You just have to take a calculated risk. And uh, uh, as I say, I pride myself on admitting when I'm yeah. wrong. We're not giving out investment investment advice on this show exactly. anyway. <laughs> We're trying to teach, keep you from getting ripped off. Okay, we've got All a right, YouTube Rick. over here. Well, this one actually kind of fits right in. John Strine is asking... I got in here late. Can you crystal ball when your dealership might have near normal inventory? Yes. I'd planned on buying a car this year, but have held back for obvious reasons. We anticipate having um, 
carrying about 50% of our normal stock by the end of this year, which means there will be available inventory, which means prices will be down lower, but it won't be as plentiful. We won't have 500 new cars in stock next December. Uh, we'll have 250 compared to the 17 we have right now. So that kind of puts it in perspective. Meaning December of 22. Yes. And yeah, I think I so. we have a Barry O'Brien going to be called for a caller. So I think that's being handled in the control room. It definitely now. is. And uh, he's probably going to be put through at 930. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, we've got a text we can get before Barry calls. Yeah. Sure. It's, uh, Earl, uh, it's, from, it's for Earl. It's from Johnny in Riviera Beach. He says, you always mention the high prices of new and used cars these days, but my daughter experienced a high price for an auto part. She needed a cooling fan for her 2014 Kia Forte. Her friend has a Toyota mechanic that lives next door, and he agreed to replace her cooling fan for $100. So she goes online to Rock Auto to check out the price of a cooling fan. They only wanted $60 for the fan, but $200 to ship it. She thought that was absolutely ridiculous. Are you serious? Yeah. She goes to Amazon, who only charged her $60 for the fan and, and $5 to ship it. And by the way, the Kia dealership on Military Trail wanted $800 to replace the cooling fan. Wow. She thought that was awfully high for a part that didn't we cost need to try. that much. Rock Auto is one of our icons, one of our recommendations. And for them to try to screw around like that on shipping costs, uh, we're going to shop them and see what's going on. That's insane. I, don't, I yeah. mean, I, I don't okay. want to be – I think there was a mistake somewhere made there. I don't believe that Rock Auto is a dishonest company, but we're going to find out. That's, that's just being dishonest. Okay, okay, well, stay tuned for and that, we're folks. Caught up. I'm going to find. I'm going to find the cooling fan on. on okay, uh, we are going to go to our call. We've been waiting for Barry O'Brien, and he's going to share a phenomenal story with us. Thanks, Earl? For, thanks for calling, Barry. I apologize for last week. He tried to call in, and couldn't get through the switchboard. Uh, welcome oh, back, you're Barry. So popular, Barry. you know. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> tell, tell us about. Uh, you know, I, I I rarely get surprised, particularly because I talk about uh, crazy used car prices, crazy new car prices. But Barry emailed me uh, about ten days ago and told me about his personal experience, and I'll just th throw it in your court, Barry. Tell us about that lease lease car that you had. Well. What, what was re what was really interesting? I, I've been following all of the prices of used cars. I had leased, I've owned and leased over sixty cars in my life. Wow. It's really kind of kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> but as I'm as I'm I'm almost as old as you are. Okay, I'm realizing. Wait a minute. How much how much can I be putting into cars that make sense? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so I had a leased 2020. Honda Accord, a very nice car. I was very happy with it. I don't put that many miles on, so I was way under on the miles. And, you know, I start looking, and it's like, well, okay, if I sold this car, how much am I going to get out of it? And then what am I going to replace it with? And then, of course, you have the whole situation with the manufacturers who changed the game plan, and, oh, you can't sell the Somebody else can't buy out the lease. You can't go into Carvana or mm -hmm. we buy any car or whatever. They can't buy the car. I have to buy the car from Honda and then sell it to them and get the title and everything. Sure. So they, 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 you know, and I understand they, they, they want their dealers to get the cars. So I have a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine from New York who was a client for years uh, he passed away a few weeks ago, and uh, he had a an old Lincoln Town car. And I had said to him for years, 
if you ever want to sell that car, let me know. And my, my late wife would just roll her eyes like, I don't know. <laughs> Well, the poor guy died 93 years old a few weeks ago, oh. and it turns out they're selling the car. And I go, wait a minute, maybe the, maybe the timing is right here. So I went online. I go to uh, CarMax online. I go to webuyanycar.com, and I'm pretty sure I did Carvana. They all come up with a price for my Honda Accord, which was, at the time, I, I was 20, 21 months into the lease. The car, so the cars are 2020. Uh, they all came up with a with a offer of thirty thousand dollars. Now understand, the residual on that car at the end of my lease was going to be like seventeen, eighteen. But that's another fourteen or fifteen <laughs> months later. We don't know what's going. We don't know what's going to go on in the next. You know, exactly. You could be cute about it and wait, and then go, okay, the prices came back to normal. Okay, so I went onto the Honda website, and I, you know, find out what the payout is on your car. Well, the payout on my the buyout on my car at that point, twenty two months into my thirty six month lease, was twenty two thousand dollars, and that <laughs> included the sales tax. That included the Florida sales tax. Okay, so what I did was, uh, first of all, I bought the Lincoln, okay? I just paid cash for it because it was such short money, and the guy took great care of it. I'm driving my old friend's car, and it's wonderful, okay? I, I paid off the, uh, the Honda Accord lease for 22 grand, <laughs> and then, of course, I waited and waited and waited to get the title. That was the big problem. Uh. Now... I, re I drove out to CarMax in Royal Palm Beach, and they actually gave me a written offer of $30,000, okay? <laughs> all right, that, so now, but we can't do anything until we have the, the title, sure. okay? All right, now, now I'm driving the Honda. I'm scared to death somebody's going to rear end me. <laughs> oh, no. mess up the deal, right? Yeah. Well, about two weeks after that, I send these... Uh, I send in other requests to the same pe people. They're like, okay, what is the car worth now? Well, the CarMax value that they gave me online, that was down about 800 bucks. It was down to 292. Uh -huh. Okay, all right. So, you know, I understand that sure. their offer was good for seven days and it was uh, beyond uh. seven days. So I'm calling Honda, you know, come on, come on, get the lease there. What I paid for Federal Express for, not, I'm sorry, not the lease, <laughs> the title. Okay. Um, I then go on to the website for webuyanycar.com, which I heard you mention. And, of course, we've seen the TV commercials. Uh -huh. Their offer, their online offer, had gone from 30000 to $32,000. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> so I walk, so I'm now I'm going through all the stuff with getting the title and everything and going to the registry, registering the old Lincoln and everything. And I go over to webuyanycar.com. They had a little place over off of, of like Florida Mango Road, right off of downtown. Uh -huh. Very nice people over there, very small office. And uh, they go look at the car, and they gave me an actual, and they go, well, you know, you have a little scratch, and you know you're, they're going to find something. This was a pretty yeah. nice car, but I couldn't argue. Yeah, there was a little something here. The final offer was $30,862, basically <laughs> thirty-one grand. Okay. Oh, man. Well, 
Mr. O'Brien, you can leave the car here, right? We'll give you the check, right? And I said, I can't do it. I don't have the title, right? Well, finally, I got the title, and it was within seven days of that. So I went over, and this week, I, we buy any cars. They were very good. They were very professional. I dealt with two guys there. And uh, they did make me go home once to get, I needed to make sure I had the registration. Uh-huh. Uh, they were very careful to make sure that I really, truly was the owner of that car. Uh-huh. And uh, once they did, I walked out of there with a check for 30180 And the guy who was running the place, he looks at, he hands me the check and he looks and he goes, I don't know, they don't sell cars there, okay? <laughs> they only buy them. He goes, Who's going to pay $32,000, for a two-year-old Honda? Okay? It's like, I'm, but here's the key to this, Earl, and that is if you want to make money selling your used car, yeah. you've got to have a game plan. Yeah. You can't just do it and then find out it's going to cost you a far fortune to replace it. Exactly. You've got a car that you don't need. Exactly. Okay. Or you got a situation. I had this situation. I had that Lincoln in the back of my mind for five years, but my lease wasn't up. I can't do it now. Boom. Everything all came together and it worked fine. So this, so you really can make money on this. And you're right. I I realized there's, this is never going to happen in my lifetime again. Yeah, exactly. And how yeah. am I going to? I made nine thousand dollars on the deal. <laughs> I drove that Honda for free for twenty-two months. <laughs> That's amazing. And they paid you to drive it. <laughs> what a great story, exactly. Barry, Barry! I tell you what, you're exactly. my you're my hero. You are the educated consumer of all educated consumers and and people should know we're friends and we we've been talking for a long time back and forth email mainly and uh but barry is a he's a i call him a car nut he loves cars he's always leasing or buying or trading and uh, i go to him for advice because he is a hands-on car buyer seller and he knows the market and boy i tell you what uh, you you uh, you got the deal of the century. Nobody will ever make a lease purchase combination profit like you just did. That'll be in the Guinness Book of World Records, and it's a perfect example for our listeners right now. You're listening to a true success story. A guy made thousands of dollars, drove a car free for over two years, got paid for driving it, and got the car of his dreams in the bargain. So thanks, Barry. Well, you know, I don't, Earl. I don't know if that Lincoln would be the car of my dreams but because i always looked at it as being an old man's car well now i'm an old man okay and this i don't know if i would have bought this car if it did not buy it belonged to my friend yeah and i mean Barry, he had a i don't know if he ever drove the car we yeah, were like I, here, I, we, love, we love the town cars nancy and i when we traveled we got if there was a town car anywhere in the town we traveled to we got it the only there was the only car you could put the luggage in uh, at one time and it's a uh, I, I think they made a big mistake by yeah. discontinuing it yeah absolutely and barry uh, because really of our because of our uh, mystery shopping report that's coming up i have one more thing to share with you not only was this the deal of the century but what a great christmas story you're driving your friend's car oops we lost him Thank you so much, Barry. Thanks again, Barry. We are going to get right to the Mystery Shopping Report, and it is coming to you from Napleton, Kia. 
Now back to the recovering car dealer. Okay, here we go. Mystery shop, Naplin, North Lake Kia. It's crazy that our first mystery shop about the inventory shortage crashes was all the way back in May. And like now, we had no idea how long the shortage would be, and we still don't. We're guessing, and I've been wrong, but I've guessed again. I keep on guessing. I'm sure we would all have been surprised if we could have known then that we'd still be reporting on the crisis this week before Christmas. Here's how we describe the situation in May. And Stu wrote this, and, and, and this is <laughs> beautiful. In May. Beyond uh, beautiful. Uh, last May, we said, <laughs> like wild animals fighting for the last scraps of meat. I love that. Car dealers have grown increasingly aggressive as inventories continue to dwindle to historic lows. I love the, pic the picture in my mind, wild animals. And that's the way it is. I mean, it's, it's crazy out there. Little did we know how much worse it would get. The deal that we shot back at the beginning of the crisis was none other than Napleton North Lake Kia, a perennial bad boy in the South Florida business. Prior to the pandemic and deceptive car advertising renaissance that followed, Napleton was already a pro at debate and switch game. He almost wrote the book. You know, his father was in business in 1930 before my father yeah. was in business. 33. So, 33. Yeah. And so, I mean, you're talking about writing the book, bait and switch. Even though we were already calling it a crisis back in May, Napleton was still advertising discounted prices like most dealers. Uh, no conscience. And just as we expected, Agent Lightning uncovered a bait-and-switch scheme. Napleton tried to get $5,000 over MSRP back then. But when Lightning, Agent Lightning, resisted, they lowered the price just $1,300 over MSRP. Lots changed. In the last seven months, the dealers are now unlikely to offer any sort of discount. Even if you're diligent enough to find a dealer who's charging just MSRP, the odds are they'll tack on hidden dealer fees. Let's not be disingenuous and pretend that we didn't know what to expect from Naples and North Lake Kia this week. I mean, if we need a juicy, really, really exciting report, yeah. we always we can always go to Naples. It's like I'm, putting on a lively number. Yeah, if we're getting too many good reports in a row, we can always break up the monotony. Yeah, the audience is getting kind of getting sleepy, <laughs> so let's put a, a Kia, Kia shot. As soon as Agent Lightning suggested uh, she return, we knew there would be carnage. Ed Dapleton was made for the automotive apocalypse. He was prepared for day one with a supply of closet, a supply closet. What is this for? <coughs> okay, we're on the radio. Oh, I'm gonna have to move fast. Okay, yeah, yeah. fast. And with we're running out of time. Denim and a sales force addendum accustomed to selling market adjustments. Yeah, this is live radio. You just talk to me. You don't have to send me a note. Operation report. I knew I was in trouble before I even walked through the front door of Dapleton, uh, North Lake Kia. There was a piece of paper taped to the glass door, a photocopy of a photocopy. And uh, this is just, I'm going to have to read it twice, even though we're almost out of time, because you're not going to believe you heard it the first time. Here's a sign on the window. Please remember, the car you're looking at today and want to think about until tomorrow is the same car someone else looked at yesterday and will buy today. That's the most arrogant. Uh, you can't. Please remember, the car you're looking at today and want to think about until tomorrow is the same car someone else looked at yesterday and will buy today. How could you walk in the door with a sign like That's that? That's an old phrase I've heard before, yeah. but I've never seen a dealership yeah. post it on their front entrance. 
No, I'm Agent Lightning, and I'm speaking in the first person. I brought my son along again to help with my cover story. We entered the showroom, and were greeted by a receptionist. I told her we were finding, uh, we're there to find my son's first car. The receptionist said we were in luck because they just had gotten a new truckload. Salesman approached me, uh, the reception desk, eating an energy bar. He walked uh, behind the desk, stood next to the receptionist as we talked. When he finished chewing and then motioned for me, uh, my son to follow, he said his name was Winsley. He led us to a desk, then we asked for my driver's license, told him I didn't have it with me, and gave him my made-up name. Last time I was there, he held on to my license. That's the reason I didn't give it to him. He was trying to keep me in the store. So hmm. I kept my license. Hmm. Wouldn't hmm. give it to hmm. him. There were two addendum labels displayed in a plastic stand on his desk. One was for new cars, and I give him credit for putting them in a, in a stand. Uh, the other one's for use. The addendum for new cars, I did $2,710 for things like nitrogen, shadow mark, wheel locks, splash guards, and one for used cars at a $2,282 for the same stuff. I told Lindsley we were interested in the Kia Forte. He acknowledged this and continued to work on his computer. He said he'd found an FE trim and described the difference between the trims. I said, we'd like to see the FE. He asked us to meet him up front. We waited for 14 minutes before he finally came out. Winsley had the keys, let us out on the lot. He pushed the remote to make the car beep, even though there was only four cars, seven cars on the lot. Uh, he thought it was cool. The MSRP was 19335 Remember, MSRP, 19335 as we stood by the car, a woman came running out on the lot yelling to Winsley that the Forte was sold. Winsley asked us to wait while he went inside to sort this out. He was back in five minutes, confirmed that it was indeed sold. He said the other one was an LXS trim level, about $2,000 more. I said, I guess I don't have any choice. So Winsley said he'd go back, get the LXS, and he'd be right back. Seven minutes later, he pulled up in a new gray 2022 Kia Forte LXS with an MSRP of 21240 Winsley used the Monroni label as a guide as he pointed out some of the specs, standard equipment options on the Forte. Then we took an uneventful test drive. Back at the desk, I told Winsley, I was beginning to get the idea that things were not business as usual and commented on the empty lot. I told him I was very curious to know how their pricing worked. Winsley asked me if I was familiar with new car markups. <laughs> I pretended to be confused. Uh, Winsley said that he'd be honest with me. That's right. And then he could not tell me how much this forte was going to cost. <laughs> I can't tell you. But he will do his best to work with me. Sound like gibberish, which it is. Before he left with his manager, he warned that he'd seen markups over $10,000. Here we go on some models. Winsley came back with a worksheet 10 minutes later. The selling price was $26,240, $5,000 over the MS, over the $21,240 MSRP. To that, he added $399 for something called Shadow Mark, $119 for Wheel Locks, $199 for Nitrogen, gotta have that Nitrogen, $349 for Splash Guards, $1995 for Xylon, Silver Level. Uh, yeah, just That's crazy. not platinum level. I'm only paying that much for the platinum level. <laughs> then they added 1098, 1098 for dealer dock service fee, 129 for e-tag file, and finally 149 
or private tag agency fee. They really milked it, didn't they? Yeah. And all these are nonsense, profit to the dealer, hidden fees. All told, Winsley's offer was 9238 over MSRP. The look of shock on my face must have been obvious because Winsley launched into a justification of pricing. He said that the market was crazy and that I could buy this car today and Carvana would buy it for me tomorrow. You just heard Barry O'Brien mm-hmm. talking about Carvana. Hey, they might do that uh, for at least $26,000. Hey, you never know. Crazy market, you can't predict it. Winsley tried to turn the tables, asked me what kind of payment I wanted. I said I didn't want to discuss payments until I'd nailed down my out-the-door price. I said I was going to pay for, I wasn't going to pay for all those add-ons. Astonishingly, Winsley said that it would not be a problem (laughs) to take them off. He hopped up, trotted over to the manager. (laughs) He came back in five minutes with a new worksheet. This time, the selling price was $25,240. Just four thousand over MSRP. <laughs> he dropped five grand. Bam. No, no, he dropped. No, he dropped uh, one thousand. One thousand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other add-ons. Yeah. He had taken all the addendum items, but had the same dealer fees. The deal had improved. The real price was fifty-three seventy-six over MSRP. Oh, you're right. Five thousand. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I told him I felt we would be paying way too much for a new car at that price. I explained I didn't want my son's first car buying experience to go this way. Can you imagine if it was really her son and this really his first car? What a terrible thing to do to a kid. He'd be traumatized for the rest of his life. Most people are. He'll never trust car dealers. Wait, maybe that's a good idea. That's what's going on. (laughs) Worthley said that everyone was marking up cars like this. That's true. I said I didn't believe that, and he assured me it was true. Then he said he'd try to, uh, to get his manager, Diego, to come down some more. He left return in about 30 seconds with Diego. Diego pressed me uh, to give him a number. Uh, I hate it when they say that. Uh, so we could make, up, make the deal happen. Give me a number. I'll make it happen. Man, I'll tell you. I don't care why I said this. I don't know why I said this. But I told him that my husband did not, uh, said not to go more than 2000 over MSRP. Diego paused, pressed his lips together, then said almost to himself, the only reason I may be able to do this is because I have five or six in stock and today's been pretty slow. (laughs) (laughs) You would really like a few on the books today. He says, I love this. All right, hang tight. I mean, uh, the language. Diego and Winsley left and returned with another worksheet. Then came the selling price, 23240, 2000 over MSRP, of course. There's more. The dealer fees, hidden fees were added, making the real selling price $3,376 over MSRP. I told Diego that my son and I would need to discuss this with my husband, that we'd be in touch. Diego did not seem to like this and warned me, like the sign said, that the Forte wouldn't sell, would sell before the end of the day. But my son said, and I were already standing to leave, and we ran. (laughs) And we ran. <laughs> and that's it. And we did get through in plenty yeah. of time. Yeah. And uh, uh, this is so bad, I don't even, we don't even need to vote, but we got to vote because it's going to be fun. Because our regular voters will have some real words for Napleton Kia on North Lake Boulevard in North Palm Beach uh, for a truly a bizarre performance. Okay. I don't have any grades coming in yet. Too fast. I read it too fast. That's okay, but I'm inclined. I'm inclined to give them a a poor grade. 
Um, gosh, I I, I want to go. I, I don't want to go first. I, I always go first. I, I got. I want to be. I know. Okay. I know why you. I know why you're confused. Um, because it was so razzle dazzle old school. But we're asking ourselves, how bad was it compared, and how illegal. And and, and 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 we have the grade on the curve and all those other questions. Um, you got some scores. YouTube's coming in. Mark Anderson F. Mark Smith F. So unfortunate. Wayne Vite huge F. Mark Ryan F. Brian Sedlako I would never buy IKEA F. Tim from Yuma Bah Humbug F. Ernesto F. Boltlighter says is Kia a bad idea? Uh, it's not so much the car, it's just the sales tactics there, Bolt Lighter. Yeah. And that's what we've got so far. Myself, I'm going to go a little bit nicer. I'm going to say D, only because it was a destructive event. It's clearly not. I mean, when we're looking at the curve, it's not in the middle of that curve. It's 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 worse, that's for sure. And WaveGrade's coming in. Anne-Marie says, looks like they're permanently on Santa's naughty list. And she gives him an F. Um, Bob gives him an F, and Frank gives him an F. I, I think I'm going to go with Rick. I'm going to do a, a D minus. It was bad, but we've seen worse. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny because I wonder before the pandemic and before the situation, you know, the thing about Naples, and he's always been bad. All their stores are bad. And so he's been consistent. I mean, uh, he's probably no worse today than he was before the pandemic. No, he's like he's like I said, he was already prepared for this. He's, and, uh, and we had him on the do not buy list until all the other dealers got outrageous, justifiably so, because of supply and demand. I'm still confused. Nancy, what do you think? Uh, <clears throat> uh, I uh, I'd like to share a little trivia with everyone uh, quickly. Uh, I'm calling this highway robbery, uh, but uh, folks, uh, did you do you know that it was back in the 1800s uh, when this term was uh, more or less established? And in order to get control of this highway robbery that was going on, incidentally, that's excessive profit. They executed people back then, and uh, that was uh, their way of abolishing in the 1820s highway highway robbery i give them an f so this is kind of funny i just got a text uh from uh i won't reveal the person somebody who on good authority <laughs> said who works for us says that one of uh, the managers from Napleton kia called to get a quote wanted to buy a new buy a car from us uh, a few months ago because really? he didn't want to pay the dealer fees and <laughs> the addendums <laughs> at his own employer <laughs> oh I love it. No, we, no, we have that from a lot of dealers. So we have, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But Kia is funny because it, it was very appropriate. Okay, Anyways. we got three minutes to go. What do you got? Okay, I, I, I definitely think that they, they deserve a, I'm, a, oh. a D minus because don't forget the sign that was on the front door that just set the tone for the whole thing. We basically mm. said, we don't care about how you feel about this. <laughs> You're okay. going to do it our way. Okay. Uh, the recovering D-minus. car dealer voted? I'm going to D minus. I, I, I'm not going to put them on the buy list because they're traditionally a bad place to buy a car, and, and there are a lot of dealers like that. So I think uh, they should go on the highway robbery list. Well, you're Make probably, a new one. You're probably right. Folks, uh, we have uh, finished the a, year. Hmm. We just finished the year. There you go. Exciting, isn't it? Wow. We are so blessed and so lucky. And that brings me to saying to all of you, we are so thankful for you. 
and Merry Christmas to each and every one of you that join us every Saturday morning right here at the Oldies Channel. Have a wonderful weekend, Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year.